Hey, my friends, this is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 470. And let's just get right into it. Now, as you know, my friends, I, I've talked about this before. If you can look at something in your regular life, you can see something that happens on a normal, everyday basis that really has nothing to do with what happened to you, but you can draw lessons from it. I remember there was a time when I was trying to do something that was very, very difficult, and this particular activity was kicking my behind, and it didn't look like it was going to be successful, and I only had one more day to work on it. It was a Monday, and I was getting my behind kicked at this job, and I needed to hit a certain bunch of numbers, and I was so far away from those numbers, I didn't think it was possible for me to get those numbers, and I'm thinking, man, my job's going to be in jeopardy if I don't hit those numbers. I had one day left. Oh, no. I'm trying to take my mind off of it, and I'm watching this football game. And one team is at home, and the visiting team, which was a team that was, I think they were like a 10-point underdog or some crap like that, and the team that's at home, which was the favorite, was rolling them up, blowing them out, destroying them. You could see the team dejected, the coach dejected, the little contingent of fans quiet, and the team was rolling them up. And then what started to happen was the team that was losing started to think, well, we really have nothing to lose here, so let's just start doing wacky crap. I mean, we're already getting blown out. Why not go for it on fourth and ten? You know, why why bring out the punter at all? Why not? You know, why not? Why, why not just bring out all the trick plays? And then they scored a touchdown, but it was still they were still getting blown out. Not a problem, right? They go for it on fourth and ten from their side of the field. This is American football I'm talking about, and they get the first down. They score another touchdown, and all of a sudden. The team that was blowing them out starts to get a little tight. You start to feel the pressure because they had already mentally won this game. And now they're only up by a little bit. And then it's tied. And then it's overtime. And then they fumble. And then the team that was getting blown out and shouldn't have won the game in the first place, the game should have been over, kicks a field goal, and they win. And I'm sitting there watching it. And it was exciting. And I hadn't drawn any conclusions from it at that point. But... But, but, as the night went on, I started to think, well, I really was not supposed to be on this project at my job when I worked at a, in an office. I really wasn't supposed to be on this project. I wasn't suited for this project. This project is kicking my butt. But as it turns out, I really have nothing to lose. I mean, according to the board, the sales board, I'm in deep crap, right? So I'm probably going to be in jeopardy. I might even lose my job by, by the end of the week. But you know what's going to happen on Monday? I'm going to do exactly what that football team did. I'm going to do all the trick plays and all the wacky crap that I normally wouldn't do. And what difference does it make? I got nothing to lose. I'm probably going to get fired anyway. So I go in Monday and my, my friends are looking at me and they're, they're expecting me to come in all bummed out. And I'm thinking, if I'm going to go down, I'm going down swinging. I'm not going out like a punk. I'm not going to sit in this whole day like I'm waiting to get thrown and thrown out. thrown out. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be a punk. I'm never going to be a punk. Forget being a punk. Got on the phone, did my thing, started going nuts and all of a sudden sale 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 guess who's at the top of the board sale guess who's getting sales damn near on every phone call sale sale me and by the end of the day and this is a true story by the way by the end of the day not only had i surpassed what i needed to just keep my job i was in the top three 
overall because this was a tough project. And now I'm number three. Ooh, so I'm very safe. Unfortunately, that project ended in... Now that I figured out how to do it, the project ended, I didn't make all that money anymore because they, they took the daggone project to another office and that rotten sassafras. <laughs> but but that, that's not the point. <laughs> but the point is, I saw something that had nothing to do with me and I learned a lesson that actually helped me out in real life. If you look at the stuff that happens around you, you'd be surprised at how many times subconsciously you can pick up the key to a problem, the key the, the, the way of getting around an obstacle and it'll be have nothing to do with you at first but if you draw the parallels you see the signals oh yeah it's all about perspective my friends right you don't know what a person is seeing you've ever you've been in the car before and you're about to turn the corner and there's an old lady crossing right in the car behind you's honking a horn because they can't see the old lady and then they feel like a dope when they see they finally see the old lady like, oh, I guess that's why he wasn't turning because he didn't want to roll over an old woman. Yeah, that's right, stupid behind me. I remember driving past a school on the way to visit some friends, and I didn't know that they had put in these you know, they put they put those rubber street speed bumps that they that they bolt to the ground because there's a school there and this was a long stretch and unfortunately people would take this long stretch as a way of finding out just how fast their car can get in this <laughs> in this long and people would turn into the speedway so they put the speed bumps in to keep people from driving that fast and also to preserve kids lives when school was in but the thing was these were new like if you had come back a week earlier they weren't there so people would turn that corner and ready to step on the gas. They're ready to go. But as it turns out, there's speed bumps there. Now, when I see the speed bump, they hadn't even painted it yet. I see the speed bump and I slow down. There's a car behind me that wants to, that wants to race, think they're in the Grand Prix in Vegas, right? And then right behind me, the person's making faces and talking the horn and making hand signals and driving too close to my car. And I hit the speed bump slowly and go over and it's a big speed bump. And they see the speed bump and I watch their body language changed. They have a look on their face as if they knew that they were a piece of crap. And they made it a point to stay way behind my car. I always call that guilt distance. When somebody's an ass behind you and they realize there's a reason why you made the evasive action, there's a reason why you slowed down, and now they realize they're an ass for acting like an ass with their dumb ass behind your ass. You dig? Cool. And that's because you never know what's going on with somebody else. If you don't pay attention to what's going on around you, you don't know. Like I said, you can learn life lessons from football games. You can learn life lessons from a speed bump, too. Because I remember back in the day when I worked in an office, I remember back in the day how we didn't understand the perspective of somebody else. You don't know what's going on with somebody else. We worked in an office, a different office, because I've had a few sales jobs back in the day. And the manager, the sales manager, the person that oversaw hundreds of us was a complete pain in the buttocks, mean, nasty. I mean, he didn't even have the job that long, but he was tearing people a new a-hole and screaming, hey, you motherfucking Even the slightest thing, he'd get in your behind, and we're all looking at the guy like, what a piece of crap. There's no reason for him to be that mean and all of that crap. We couldn't stand him, but he did a good job so they wouldn't get rid of him. Oh, it was a horrible few months. And then one day, in the middle of a meeting, right, his wife walks in. 
and she had a look on her face like I put it to you this way. If there was a serial killer in the room, he would look at her and go, whoa, she needs some control. She needs to be watched out for. I'm scared. Somebody hold me. That's what I'm talking about. She looked like that. Not ugly. I mean, just me. And then she proceeds. You ever watch a movie where the the wife comes in and dumps the clothes and takes personal pro- items like your computer and slams it on the floor and kicks it and says, hey, you take that, you sauce of fat and of fat and says all sorts of disparaging things, calls him all, all sorts of names, talks about the and extols the virtue of the guy she dumped him for and lets you him know that's why I cheated in the first place. You're not a man. Talks about the size of his genitals in a way that is not exactly complimentary and all of that kind of crap and does in front of hundreds of people didn't even notice we were there so busy being mean to this guy so busy saying horrible things so busy trying to hurt this man and she was successful at doing it so busy trying to hurt this man and she was good at it so busy trying to hurt this man something tells me it wasn't the first time then she turns and sees us and she has she's embarrassed a little bit but then she kind of smiles because she realized not only she said those things, if she said those things in, in private, it would have crushed his soul. But now she said it in front of all the people that got to look up to him and he has to see every day. And she looks at us while she says more things that are even worse than the stuff she just said. And she smiles and she flips her hair, walks out of the room and storms out. And then he looks at us and we look at him and he looks at us and we look at him and he gathers his stuff. Well, he kind of like kicks into the corner. He gathered it later, probably. And he goes, sorry, I had to hear that, everybody. Uh, And then he tells us the story of his wife who didn't think he made enough money. Right. He never cheated on her. According to him, everything was going great until she got her job and she started making more money than him. And then she found a work husband who became a work friend, who became the kind of guy she was. How can I put this banging in a hotel when she was supposed to be at work and she stopped getting it on with him? And because why? She was too busy and too tired from banging the crap out of the new guy who made more money than him. And then she became mean to him and treated him like crap and all that kind of crap. And now she's divorcing them. And one of the things she said as she left was she's not going to marry the new guy because she hates him so much. She wants him to pay her alimony, even though she makes more money. I don't think she know how, knows how alimony works, but you get the point. She's the kind of person that would probably literally take less. She's the kind of person that would probably make sure she made less money than him just to get money from him because it would hurt him more. Yeah, that's right. And so what happens? We all look at him a little bit differently now. We realize that all he was doing was displacing his anger for his wife and aiming it at us. And even though we were mad still about how he treated us before, we now understood he apologized and for the rest of the time he was there he was actually a pretty nice guy we all had compassion for him because we knew that the process he was going to go through was going to be a long drawn out process and every once in a while you would see him almost flash to anger out of habit but he would always catch himself and we knew why that flash came about we knew what he was going through and we knew The real him wasn't a bad guy. He was just in a bad situation. Why do we know this? Because just like that car that's behind you with the speed bump that's honking his horns and your man is there mad at you. 
when they realized that there was something that was beyond your control happening and it puts you in a bad position, meaning you had to slow down for a speed bump? Well, now all of a sudden, just like the person driving guilt distance, staying back behind you, giving you some space and not running up behind your car, we gave him some distance when it came to being upset with him. If he had an occasional flash of anger, which he always caught and apologized. And after a while, you know, he didn't even have those flashes because he was, he was kind of uh, resigned to what was going to happen. I wonder what happened to that guy. Cause after that, uh, I started, you know, doing okay with the comedy thing and got the hell out of there. So, <laughs> right. But, but I wonder what happened, but, but it just, it just reminded me of how you can see from your perspective, not see from the other person's perspective. And once you see from their perspective, in addition to your perspective, your perspective changes and you have compassion, right? And just like with the first little piece of the story I told you, you can always just, I would suggest, and this is what I usually do. Every time something interesting happens around me, I kind of mentally store it because I know at some point in the future, Something's going to happen and that thing that seemed like it was inconsequential, like that football game, that thing is going to come into play. And I'm going to be able to use the lessons from that thing to make whatever I'm dealing with at the time a much better situation for myself. I would suggest you do that, my friends. Right. There's, there's many life lessons that are right in front of you. You're right, and because they don't, like I said, because they don't directly affect you, or because it doesn't seem like it applies to you, it does. You may see a couple arguing, right? And the argument may be about to go nuclear, and then one of them goes, "You know, we what are we doing? Why are we about to argue in a store about this? We're literally arg- about to argue and have a knockdown, dragout argument over which type of pickles to get. The pickles cost six bucks." We could just buy both jars of pickles and then you eat the pickles you like and I eat the pickles I like. If you're wondering, I actually saw a couple about to literally have a knockdown, drag down argument about which pickles to take home. And I'm, and I'm looking at I'm looking over at them going, you know, the pickles in that jar cost like two fifty nine. You could literally just buy two jars of pickles and then each. That's what I'm thinking immediately. And they, and another thing, you never, oh yeah, well, you never get that, get the fuck, get the shaker. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. And then they realized how dumb it was and stopped. Now, that doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with me, right? Of course not. So why would I, why would I remember that? Because at some point after that, I was in a situation with someone. Can't talk about the situation as it turns out because I don't, you know, don't want to, Pertaining uh, to confidences, we were about to get into an argument over something dumb, and then I sat back and I went, "Wait a second! Wait a second! Wait a second! Are we really going to argue about that?" That's what I said in my head. What? We're not arguing about that. And I realized it wasn't that important. So I said to the, you know, other person, I was like, "Are we really going to argue about this? How silly this is!" I said, look, this, 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 this. I can't talk about it specifically. You know, I wish I could, but I can't. Me, this, this, and I just went blah, 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 blah. And the other person went blah, blah, blah. And then that was the end of it. And we, we started laughing about it. We almost got into this big argument. For what? But I might have allowed that argument to continue had I not seen the couple about to get into an argument over some pickles. You never know where the life lessons are going to come from, my friends. You never know. So always pay attention. 
one more thing. Thanks for listening. Do me a favor. If you love this podcast, and you do, do me a favor. Rate and review this podcast on whatever podcatcher you're listening to it on. If you love this podcast, and you do, tell a friend to tell a friend to come back and listen to one of these 9,000 episodes I've done. If you love this podcast, and you do, subscribe. No matter where you are, whether it's Spotify or any other place this podcast is playing, make sure you subscribe, okay? Much love to you, my friend. And I will talk to you later. Take care.